0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, more about the Democrat Party becoming the party of death. This is a party that actually celebrates and promotes ideas that lead to no other place, no predictable place, no logical place other than death. When people lie, people die. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to the Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. On today's show, I'm going to build upon the argument I made last week when I talked about this story that's coming out of Canada right now the story of Duchess Lois. I talked to you about it last week. This man in Canada who has gone through all of the transgender therapies, the sex change surgeries, hormone therapies, and whatnot. He's allowed the medical community in Canada as well as the trans ideologues, the LGBTQIA cabal, these people that deny reality, deny logic, deny science, deny the binary distinctions between men and women. These people that have dumbed down the definition of the human being to nothing but the sum total of your inclinations. If you're inclined to do it, that's your identity. If you have a passion for it, that's your personhood. If you have a desire, then that is your definition. This is where we are as a culture right now. There's no longer an objective definition of what it means to be a man or a woman, a boy or a girl. There is no longer an objective definition of what it means to be a human being. This argue, argument that I have made time and time again on this show, that we have taken the ultimate complement of humanity, of what it means to be human, to be made in the image of God, the Omago Day the biblical worldview that says that you have the thumbprint of God on your heart, mind, and soul, that he created you in his image, male and female, he created them. A binary distinction, yes, but a distinction that is unified under the image of God, the Imago day. That is the ultimate complement of what it means to be human. And in our culture today, we have taken that and we've dumbed it down, we've degraded it to nothing but the Imago Dog. We are nothing other than animals right now. We're defined by our gut, our desires, our hungers, our passions. We're defined by our libido rather than our Lord. We are the Imago dog now. We are no longer the Imago day. And as the result of, as of this bad idea, again, I've said it over and over again, ideas have consequences, good ideas, good culture, good community, good kids, good government, bad ideas, the opposite, bad government, bad kids, bad culture. As the result of these terrible ideas, these bad ideas, we're losing our freedom. And we're losing our freedom because you can't be free if you're animals. There's no evidence in history of animals remaining free. Animals end up getting killed in the wild, they lose their freedom as the result of death, or they end up being captured and domesticated and kept in pens and cages. Animals don't enjoy the freedom of a good debate, a good argument. Animals don't enjoy the freedom of dissent, of saying, I disagree with you. I've got a better idea. You don't see cows arguing out in the field as you drive through the ranches here in Oklahoma. I've said that before. I've used that analogy. That's the distinction between you and the cattle. When you drive to and from your place of work or you drive out through the farms or the ranches and you see the horses and the cattle left and right in the field, you don't see them arguing with one another. You don't see cows talking, you don't hear them talking on radio shows. They're not invited as guests to this program or any other show. I mean, you might be smiling right now, that's ridiculous, you say. Well, of course it's ridiculous, because what? They're animals, they're not human beings. Thus the distinction between you and them, the Imago Day versus the Imago Dog. Well, today I want to talk more. We're going to build upon this story where in Canada they've actually dumbed down the definition of the human being to the extent that Duchess Lois is now demanding government-sponsored suicide. He's basically saying, I've butchered my body by my terrible ideas, and you've been complicit in enabling me to do that. I've paid you, the medical community, you doctors and psychiatrists, I've paid you, to butcher me. And I've woken up uh, as I look in the mirror and as I start considering the consequences of what I've done to myself and what you've done to me, what you've been complicit in enabling me to do. uh, I want to die because I can't reverse this. And I told you the story of how he is now availing himself of what is called in Canada the Medical Assistance in Dying Act. Essentially, it's government-assisted physician-assisted suicide. And they'll grant it. How can they deny it? They'll grant this man the right to kill himself, and they'll, they'll, they'll pull the trigger on the gun. Uh, they'll inject whatever it is that they'll use to kill him into his body. And it'll be done and over with, and no big deal, right? Because he's nothing but an animal anyway. I mean, we kill animals all the time. They kill each other all the time. It's called the wild kingdom. We, we, we see this. We know this. It's not just a big kumbaya moment out in the African Sahara. We, they actually are violent. Animals are violent toward one another. The difference between us and them is we control those passions. We don't define ourselves by them. The, this movement in Canada, as well as the United States, is a animalistic movement. It's a movement that won't end well. It's a movement of death. And my argument today is the Democrat Party is behind all of this. And I won't just use this example in Canada to make my point. I'm going to use multiple examples, headlines in the daily news that prove my point. But after the break, I'm going to start out by reminding you what... The Apostle Paul says in the book of Romans, he sets this up 2,000 years ago. He told us this was happening. It's about time we start listening, or it's not going to end well. We will suffer for it. We will suffer for our sins. But remember this. Paul says the wages of sin are death. Death. Sin leads to death, and it's not just eternal. We we hear this verse, and we interpret it as eternal death. You can go to heaven or you can go to hell. Paul is saying that the wages of sin, your sin, is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. True, this is definitely a reference to eternity. But is it possible that Paul is also saying that the temporal reality of sin is also death? Let's just hear what he says for what he says, read it, and not try to ignore the fact that this this isn't just a reference to eternity. It's a reference to now. Both. The wages of sin, bad thinking and bad ideas, those wages are death. And the headlines of today's news proves it. Let's take a break, and when I get back, we'll dig into this further. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout oklahoma whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery the patriot auto group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle and every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind patriot pledge you get engines for life plus one year maintenance and 10 full years of roadside assistance Plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car. But supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to the Rebellion. I want to read for you out of the uh, Book of Romans. Paul's letter, his epistle to the early church, the first century church in Rome these first century Christians. All right, you've heard this before, but I want you to listen to some very clear excerpts I'm going to take out of Romans 1, and then I'll finish with Romans 3 and Romans 6. Paul says this, What can be known about God is evident among them. Who's them? Us, all of us, people. What can be known about God is evident, because God has shown it. For his invisible attributes, his his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen in the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. In other words, just look around. You can see the evidence of God in creation. In in nature as well as natural law, you can see the evidence that there's something bigger and better, more powerful than you. Something had to create and cause this. That's what Paul is saying. But instead of acknowledging this, Paul says that our thinking has become worthless. Again, reading directly from his epistle here, he says, Instead, their people, you and me, everybody, their thinking became worthless, and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Sound familiar? Therefore God delivered them over in their desires of their heart to sexual impurity. Sound familiar? So that their bodies were degraded. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? Okay, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped the created rather than the creator. Again, I ask the rhetorical question, does this sound familiar? And then again, Paul says in verse 26 in chapter 1 of his letter to the Romans, for this reason God delivered them over to their disgraceful passions. I'll read that again. For this reason God gave them over to their disgraceful passions. Again, he's describing not only Rome, but the United States, Canada, and the Western world right now. And because they did not think it worthy, worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, i.e. sin, evil, greed, wickedness, envy, murder, quarrel, quarrels, deceit, malice. They were gossips and slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful. boastful. Inventors of evil, senseless, unloving, and unmerciful. And all they, although they knew God in his righteous sentence, they practiced these things and they deserved to die. They not only do them, but they applaud others. They celebrate others who do these things and practice them. Okay, this is directly from the book of Romans, Paul's letter to the church of Rome. Did you hear what he said over and over again? God gave them over to their passions, to their desires, and to their senseless thoughts. Their sin, he gave them over to this stuff because they refused to acknowledge the obvious. That men are men, and women are women, that right is right and wrong is wrong. They, re- they refused to acknowledge the obvious, the logic and the law of God. And therefore, they couldn't think their way out of a paper bag any longer But the consequences of that was what? Death. Now, later on in this book of Romans, this epistle to the Roman church, this letter that Paul wrote, he says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay, And then he says this, The wages of sin are death. The wages of sin are death. And that's what I want to talk about, what I want to talk about in the rest of the show. Last week, I shared with you this story about Duchess uh, Lois in Canada. But there's more here. There's more to the story. It's not just that headline. You know, so if we build upon this argument that Paul made 2,000 years ago to the first century Christians of the dangers of lying, the dangers of deceit, the consequences of deception, he's admonishing the church in Rome, stop lying. Stop lying to yourselves about who you are and stop lying about God and who he is. I would summarize that passage by saying this. When people lie, people die. Those who suppress the truth, Paul says, become futile in their thinking. They're given over to a debased mind, corrupt minds, reprobate minds. Okay, this is Paul's language. And as the result, they're filled with what? All manner of evil. And what was that list? Envy, strife, arrogance, murder, pride, self-deception, sin. Paul lowers the hammer on his argument. He says this, again, Piper paraphrase, people are lying about this stuff and therefore people are going to die at the hands of this stuff. The wages of sin, bad thinking leads to bad behavior. The unavoidable outcome of all of this, Paul is shouting to us, the unavoidable outcome, first and foremost, is death. The wages of all this is death. And it's not just eternal death. It's temporal death, too. You see the proof of this in the daily news. It's been proven over and over again since Paul wrote this stuff 2,000 years ago, two millennia hence. The words are proven true every time you look on your phone and look at the news. Time and time again, throughout history, we've seen evidence of the correlation and causation between deception and death. Uh, untold Jews, for example, died at the hands of Hitler's lie of Aryan supremacy. And millions, 10 to 12 is one of the estimates I read, 10 to 12 millions of Africans likewise died because of the racist lies that fueled the transatlantic slave trade, antebellum slavery and all that came with it. And we know that hundreds of millions of people, at least 100 million, some say multiples of that, at least 100 million men, women, and children have been killed in the last century alone, because of the grand lies of Marx and Engels and Lenin and Mao and Pol Pot and Castro and Chavez and, 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 and Mussolini, the list goes on and on. The grand lies of big government crushing the freedoms and the lives of the people. So here's my point. The irrefutable lesson of scripture and history is, like I just said, when people lie, people die. The wages of sin lying, are always going to be death. So I think all of us would be doing quite well right now if we'd remember this lesson. And, and, and not just as we look in the, to the past of uh, you know the, the, the despots of history. Look at the present as you read the daily headlines. Now here are some examples. Um, in one article I read on January 16th in Washington Times, it was uh, authored by Seth uh Liebson, uh, L-E-I-B-S-O-H-N, if you want to look him up in the Washington Times, a columnist there, uh, he titles his article Anesthetizing Ourselves to Death. And what's that about? He's talking about drugs, how we're drugging ourselves to death. Uh, Here in the United States, drug poisoning deaths in the United States, he says, have increased by over 2,000% over the past two decades, 2,000%. We now have, he says, over 106,000 people dying each year because of what I would call the progressive lie that recreational drug use is harmless, that you can use drugs to anesthetize yourself, to numb yourself, into a painless existence rather that drug be marijuana that rather that drug be alcohol rather that drug be opioids uh, this article is telling us and here's a quote from us from the article to sense the scale of this crisis consider the vietnam war memorial in washington dc there are about 58,000 names on that wall and it took about 16 years of war to amass all the souls that are represented in that dark shadow, that image of that wall in Washington, D.C. So the point here is this, at the rate we're now going in the United States with regard to drug use, recreational drug use, drug abuse, we're nearly doubling the Vietnam death rate, the Vietnam War death rate, every year. Every year, we more than double what you see represented in 16 years of death on the, in the Vietnam War Memorial. But, you know, we continue to do stupid things like legalizing these drugs in Oklahoma and elsewhere. And we think that we're not going to suffer the consequences for it. People are dying because people are lying about recreational drug use. And then there's this other article. It's titled, Greens Ignore India's Lethal Cold Spells. I talked about that a little bit, but let's dig into it just a bit deeper. This was written in the Washington Times on January 12th. 2023. This was by Vijay Jaharaj. Jaharaj, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, In his column, he states this, cold, which is often accompanied by disease, is a bigger killer than heat. Every year, millions of Indians in in India find themselves in the midst of record-breaking cold, even as the mainstream media and others obsessively speak of global warming. This is what he says in his article. And then he cites actual science, i.e. data, empirical numbers, uh, compared to this politicized data or lies of the left. He cites actual data showing that there has been a 1.6-fold increase in cold wave days in India in the last decade alone. And then he goes on to expose the lie of global warming by citing Reams of unbiased scientific data proving that quote extreme cold and moderate cold kill a lot more people than moderate and extreme heat 88 percent of temperature related mortalities in india are caused by cold rather than hot weather but yet we're wringing our hands the media the elites are wringing their hands over global warming why because of power it's not because of principles or truth. It's because of power. They want to control you and me and everybody else, and they can do so by making you afraid of the weather. Here's another one, another article, that proves that when people lie, people die. Okay, where people are dying because of the lie of global warming in India and elsewhere. People are lying because of the excuse me are dying because of the lie of uh, drug use, recreational drug use. We're doubling the Vietnam. Death count every year here in the United States because of this lie. And here's another one. An article titled, The Battle Beneath the Battle, Democrats' Appalling Vote Against Life on the House Floor. This was published by Robert Knight in the Washington Times on January 14th. Robert Knight says this, 210 congressional Democrats voted this past week against the Born Alive Bill. And what is that bill? It's a piece of legislation that does nothing more than mandate medical care for babies that survive botched abortions. Uh, So, Knight says this again in his article. Here is the reality. 210 Democrats voted against this Born Alive bill. That's all but one Democrat. And Knight says this. Let that sink in. All but one Democrat of the party of Joe Biden, all but one, voted in favor of infanticide. These are living babies. They're breathing, they're moving, they're kicking, but they're laying in a cold steel surgical pan. And all this bill mandated is that you're required as a doctor to do everything you can to save the life of that human being. And Democrats voted against it. Again, they're the, this is the party of death. When people lie, lie. People die. They're lying about the humanity of infants, babies, and they're letting them die. Proudly, the entire congressional caucus, Democrat caucus of the United States of America, with the exception of one, just voted against this bill that would preserve the lives of the youngest among us. So, and then I cover the story again here um, in my article this week in the Washington Times, I talked about this story coming out of Alberta. This was written in the Western Standard. And this particular piece was written by Lee Harding, and he talks about Duchess Lois again and how his body was butchered because of the lies of LGBTQIA and their cabal. And now he wants to commit government-assisted suicide. Why? Again, he can't live with the consequences of bad ideas and bad behavior. He can't live with the consequences of his own sin and the sin of his culture. Um I, I won't belabor that story further, but here's what I want you to think about as we get ready to wrap up this show. Okay, people are dying because of the lie of global warming. The evidence is clear. People are dying because of the lie of recreational drug use being harmless. I mean, it, the evidence is clear. Uh, people are dying because of the lie of LGBTQIA, sexual nihilism etc., etc. It's not just harmless behavior. People get sick, they die because of broken behavior and broken ideas. This is the reality of our existence. This is what the Apostle Paul was warning of. He said, the wages of sin, bad ideas and bad thinking. Bad ideas, bad thinking, bad behavior, bad actions. The consequences are always going to be bad. And the Inevitable consequences of all of this stuff is death. It's time and time again, throughout the course of history, whether it be Pol Pot, Mao, Robespierre, Mussolini, Hitler, Chavez, it doesn't matter. All of the examples therein show that when people lie about the economy, about science, I mean, just consider global warming. Uh, excuse me, not global warming, but um, COVID. Just consider COVID. We're now admitting that we've got some problems here. We lied about the vaccine, saying they were harmless. Well, that's not entirely true. Even the BBC, even the mainstream media right now is admitting that we need to be looking into what's going on with regard to these unexpected uh, deaths that are taking place. And people that showed no evidence whatsoever of being ill, all of a sudden killing over and dying because of heart disease, heart failure. Why? Well, we don't know for sure, but shouldn't we be asking the question? Maybe these vaccines are causing harm in some people, maybe not all, or maybe all people. Maybe everyone is going to suffer the consequence of these vaccines over time. Why in the world aren't we open to asking these questions and doing the necessary research? Why has it become a religion where you can't even challenge it? This is not science. And masking. We're pretending that masking is solving problems, and the masking doesn't work. We know that. We know it's a joke, but yet people virtue signal through their new religion of wokeism that if you wear a mask, you're a good human being, and if you don't, you're bad, and you should be punished for it. You should be canceled. You should be censored. You should be quarantined because you won't wear a mask. There's no evidence for that. Does that lead to death? Well, we know that children are suffering psychological dysfunction because of having to mask and having to quarantine all the time. Do you think that maybe that'll lead to greater percentages of suicide as they grow older and they become disillusioned, depressed, and confused? Of course it will. When people lie, people die. So we see it in the response to COVID. We see it in the response to drug use. We see it in response to what is just a fact of our existence, and that is changing temperatures, changing climate. And we see it in spades when it comes to the sexual agenda ignoring the fact that you get sick, you get diseases, when you behave poorly. Now, this is just true. We could cure a lot of this stuff if we would just behave biblically. Uh, I don't worry about STDs. And none of you worry about STDs if you're behaving biblically. You're not going to get sexually transmitted diseases if you're not behaving in a manner that's, un, that's unbiblical. So if you're celibate or if you're uh, faithful— within marital monogamy, man and woman, then you don't have to worry about STDs. So we could cure them and the consequences that ultimately lead to death if we would just behave differently and if we would embrace the right ideas rather than the bad ones. So here again, as we get ready to wrap up this show, time and time again, both history and Scripture prove what the Apostle Paul was telling the early Christians in Rome. When people lie, people die. The consequences of deceit and deception are unavoidable. In Paul's words, the wages of sin are always death. So maybe, just maybe, as you and I read the daily headlines, whether it be about global warming, climate change, whether it be LGBTQIA, trans movements, uh, whatever it be, COVID issues, uh, drug-related issues, when you read the daily news and the headlines, Maybe you'd do well, and I'd do well, to remember what Robert Knight implies in his article when he said, let that sink in, when he was talking about the consequences of deception, the consequences of telling ourselves things that aren't true. Maybe we'd all do well to just go back and read the Bible and let its words sink in just a bit. And again, the words of the Apostle Paul For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the wages of sin, death. All of us are guilty of sin. But the gift of God is eternal life. God grants life, sin brings death. When people lie, people die. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.